back to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with our guest Jason Valancourt today. How's it going? How's it going, Jason? Life is good. Stella, how you doing? I'm doing great. All right. So we played that video before the break of Mike Johnson just grilling Mayorkas the Dorcas about uh, all of this nonsense going on with the censorship. And he had absolutely no answers. Why does he have no answers? Because he don't know the, he doesn't know the answers. He's not involved in making the decisions. He's an empty suit. He doesn't do anything. All the figureheads in this Biden crime regime, I don't think any of them are actually making any real decisions. Somebody else is making the decisions. They are. Shocker. Yeah, imagine that. This is why all of the other people that were running when Joe Biden was running in the 2020 election, none of those got considered because these are people that actually probably didn't, like you said, Jason, didn't want to go along with saying, hey, you know, realize you're just going to be a puppet. You're not really going to be making any decisions. And you have to agree with this before we agree to nominate you. And none of the other ones were willing to. And Joe's like, huh, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I think they knew that they couldn't win. It didn't matter who they put up against Trump. They did. He got 10 million more votes than he did the first time he got elected. Okay, nobody was beating this guy. So what they needed was somebody crooked enough to go along with the you know the deception. And the deception is is that that you know Biden was elected legitimately. I feel like there's enough evidence out there for me to show anybody who's willing to take the time, sit down and look at it, that Biden lost. He won 13 counties out of 3,300 counties in this country. Joe Biden won 13. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You can you can argue against me all you want, but I'm going to give you facts, and I'm going to I'm going to use data to support my facts, and I'm also going to use evidence to support my facts. You can't rely on our judicial system to be honest, and that's the biggest problem that we're facing. So, at some point or another, this information's all trickling out slowly but surely four different mathematicians independently of each other all figured out the algorithm of these machines independent of each other they knew nothing of one another and they all figured out the same algorithm and these are you know pretty pretty accomplished mathematicians so yeah but jason i thought the election fraud thing was debunked it's you know <laughs> debunked by who? <laughs> just like September 11th was debunked. Yeah, just debunked. Like JFK was debunked, and Pearl Harbor was debunked, and you know, I mean, here's what I constantly tell people: you can either trust government or know history, but you can't do both. Yeah. 505-444-5059 If you want to call in, our uh, our viewer Mike. Mike Mirabal, which has actually been on the show with us before. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. He says, um, these congressional hearings have no teeth. Mayorkas filibusters and never answers a question. Where is the I, where is the accountability? I completely agree with you, Mike. It's like, these people are our civil servants. They should be required to answer the questions. They have to know I, what I don't, they're talking about, I don't though. think the Fifth Amendment uh, yeah. should apply to a federal employee which has been employed to work for us. It's like, fine. Um, you can either choose to answer the question because it's your job to be transparent and share with uh, with the American people what it is that you're doing uh, while being paid with taxpayer dollars, or you can leave your position. That's the two choices that you have. That, I don't I don't see why that's not straightforward and simple. I don't know why everybody doesn't understand that. I really don't. Yeah, he says Mike Johnson for president. Yeah, good idea. Um, Mike Johnson, not afraid to be a male. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. Oh, and also, I, I think he said something that it's like we've decided that uh, the uh, misinformation is disinformation. <laughs> that's confusing. <laughs> I, you know, remember, 
remember how, you know, Matt Taibbi, I talked about him a lot on the show. He was the one that uh, Elon Musk uh, had him go through all of those Twitter files and go through them and, and find the government collusion with the old Twitter before Elon Musk bought Twitter. Well, so while Matt Taibbi, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, was testifying in Congress, the weaponized FBI, uh, the weaponized uh, IRS was raiding his house as he was testifying in Congress. Coincidence? No, not a coincidence. And you know, one thing that they're wanting to do right now is that Mike Johnson's saying, okay, yeah, we want to send $14 uh, uh, billion dollars to Israel, um, but since we're broke and we don't have any money, um, we will take the $14 billion out of the funding that you got approved for all those IRS agents. Love it, and of course, they're rolling over. Uh, they're 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 going. Their their heads are exploding over this whole idea because you know what's next. The next thing they're going to say is that oh, by the way, you know that funding you want to send to Ukraine, uh, that'll come from the rest of it, and and so they'll they'll defund the the IRS. <clears throat> which I think the IRS personally needs to be disbanded. I think the FBI needs to be shut down as well. And I think that if we get Donald Trump in office, that's the first thing he needs to do is these federal agencies, a lot of these three-letter agencies like the FBI and the IRS, they need to be just just blown up and just and, and done away with. Show me one of mm-hmm. them that's constitutional. Neither one of them are. No, None of them are. Me, None of them are. Show me one that is. You can't. You cannot. None of them are. The Department of the Treasury, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right, because that's in the Constitution. <clears throat> Our government can mint coin. Right, fiat currency was outlawed, forbidden, but somehow they got around that too. Yeah, Andrew Jackson said that his greatest accomplishment as president was not letting the central bankers into the United States of America. And then the year after, you know, he, he, he was out, um, 1913, we got the Federal Reserve and we got central bankers. So it's all tied together. All of this is tied together. And um, there is some legitimacy to the two different United States of America, the corporation and the country. And there is some reality to Donald Trump standing up and telling the Vatican and D.C. that the United States was no longer participating as a corporation and that it was bankrupt and that the United States of America, the country, was taking its country back. So... You know, you're going to have to get deep into that type of stuff to really understand what's going on there. But I think there's some legitimacy to all of that. Uh, There's just been way too much information about it for it not to have some sort of legitimacy. So I think that the, the House of Cards is coming down. And I think that they're holding on for dear life at this point. And so that's the reason you're seeing over the top lawfare. You're seeing over the top. Um, propaganda, deception, over-the-top censoring. I think it's all tied together to the fact that their their little web is unraveling and the world is starting to see it. And it all comes down to children. Well, you know, they're getting away with it, Jason, because of all the stuff that happened over the last few years in which they trampled upon the Constitution, they just trampled all over it. They trampled, they trampled on almost every amendment of the Bill of Rights, which, by the way, I'm going to remind everybody that the Bill of Rights does not give you rights. The Bill of Rights is a guarantee that the government will protect your rights. They didn't give you the rights. They can't take them away. The Bill of Rights simply protects your rights. But they've trampled all over those things. All those things, with the exception of maybe quartering troops in your homes, they haven't done that yet, but who knows, that may be coming up. When the, when the, when the, invasion, when the, when the, um, the war begins within our country and all of these uh, terrorists that they've allowed in the country start to attack and they start blowing things up and start going around with their suicide vests and, and committing jihad and all of that, then I bet they'll probably violate that one too and they'll be quartering troops in our homes. I would not be a, a bit surprised. I watched 
a guy named Judge David Walker sitting in a, in, in a meeting that we used to have every Saturday morning at a place called Taco Sal up on Eubank and Manal mm-hmm. called the Conspiracy Brews. And I watched David Walker look Daniel Ivy Soto in the eyes and say, how do you trample on the Constitution like you do? And he was sincere. And, and David Walker was a judge. And Ivy Soto looks at him and smiles and he says, carefully. Very carefully. Very carefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Well, because they're people, proud of it. They are proud Senator of it. Senator Joe Cervantes <laughs> is proud of the fact that they violate the state constitution on a daily basis because otherwise they would never get anything done. And look at what you've accomplished, Senator. So much here in the state of New Mexico. Look at where we are. You must be proud. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is so many people in this country rolled over over the past few years and gave up without a fight. They allowed the trampling to occur. They were, they now believe, a lot of the people in the state of New Mexico, I am sad to say, believe that if there's an emergency, either real or perceived, that the government has the right to trample on your rights, which... That's a serious contradiction there of terms, you know, because... You should ask the people of Maui how they feel about that. You know, the, U- the, the government doesn't have the right to do anything to us. Mm-mm. They have... The, gov- the, the government has no rights. Rights are not gifts from government. No. Rights belong to we the people. Right. And they have proven that they can trample on rights and that the sheeple of the United States of America will roll over and give in and will not push back. They won't even say no. They won't even, they won't even peacefully non-comply. Most people won't. You know, I know a, a, a small amount of the population in New Mexico that, that won't comply, but, you know, for the most part, the majority of this state... And the majority of this country will roll over and give in. They call it the new normal. It's the new normal. Yeah, we're never going to go back to the roots because it's new and it's normal now. Get used to it. So I want to. Uh, I believe that your rights precede government, and it does. That is, the, they serve us, right? And and quite honestly, government has one proper role. And I'm always talking about government's proper role. You'll, you'll find that out about me. And their proper role, you just said it a couple of minutes ago, is very simple. It is to secure your inalienable rights. They don't, they, their power derives from the consent of we the governed. So that they they have forgotten all of this, and it's going to take. And there's a reason for the Second Amendment, and the reason is is because government forgets what their proper role is, and the people have to remind them what their proper role is. And unfortunately, government gets big and powerful. And as much as Joe Biden and, and the rest of them will remind you that we can't take on the government, and I agree with them 100 percent. They're certainly petrified of us, and they certainly want to disarm us. Yeah, you know, uh, during that grilling that Mike Johnson uh, did with Mayorkas, um, he mentioned something about a agency called CISA. That's spe- that's a acronym C I S A, and it stands for Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Okay, that all sounds really good. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about it on the surface, it's like cybersecurity. Yeah. You know, we, we got hackers out there trying, although they're not going after any of those people. And, I, and I've talked about that before, and I've actually got some scams if we get into it in the last segment I want to talk about, in which uh, people, uh, Americans are being scammed and ripped off and lied to by uh, these people, probably from foreign countries. Uh, phone scams, internet scams, email scams, phishing scams, you name it, every kind of scam you can think of, they're, they're out to get you every single day. I get them all the time. Every time I get a phone call on, on my phone um, in which it's not on my, on my list of contacts and it's coming from either 505 or 575 area code, I know it's a scam. It's a scam every time. 
you know. Some of them even I, tell you scam likely. Scam likely, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, scam likely, who's that, you know. <laughs> scam likely, they call me all the time, scam likely. You know, but we get that. But this cybersecurity agency that's supposed to be looking out for Americans, they're not going after any of these people. They're not going after any of these scammers. What are they doing? Well, what they're doing is they're using the, the surveillance state to watch you, watch law-abiding Americans, watch you, the victims, and try to get something on you. Just like recently, I, I saw they're still, af- they're still going after people that were near the Capitol on January 6th, and they're using this geo-tracking data from your phone, which I think there's a serious case there to say that that is a violation of your of your personal um, privacy. You know, that's another thing liberals used to care about a lot. They used to care about privacy. They used to care about privacy and freedom of speech and, and church and state and all of these things that they obviously didn't mean. It just benefited them at the time. But they don't care about that stuff anymore. They don't care about privacy. They don't care about that we're all being spied on by our own government. That's illegal. That's unconstitutional. And this agency like the CISA, they're watching Americans. They're using geodata. They're looking for people. Now they're looking for people that were near the Capitol on January 6th, and they're going and they're rounding them up. And I've talked about the FBI before, how they've turned into a, a jackbooted goon squad. Do, did, are they rounding up all the people of Chaz? Chaz? No, the, no, Chaz? no, they're okay. That was a peaceful demonstration. They were only burn da- burning down a few they buildings. It was mostly six peaceful. Blocks of city. Yeah, that sounds enough like like an insurrection to me. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm baffled by the hypocrisy more. Than None of those people are being arrested. Right. None of the people that were out there that we have on camera, we have geo-tracking data on them, people that were illegally committing committing voter fraud and stuffing ballots in these ballot bo- drop boxes, none of them are being arrested. Why? Why are they not being arrested? Well, because if they were arrested, it would prove that there was voter fraud, and they don't want that because they want to be able to do voter fraud because that's how they stay in power. Yeah. Now, this whole safe and effective nonsense, okay, that's being pushed, we know it's being pushed by the government. And we, we saw the video there by Mayorkas. He don't have any idea what's going on. He don't know what misinformation or disinformation is. He don't know who makes that decision. This CISA agency, CISA, says here it is the operational lead for federal cybersecurity and the national coordinator for critical infrastructure security and resilience. We are designed for collaboration and partnership. Who are they collaborating with? Well, they're collaborating with places like YouTube um, to tell them, well, this is misinformation and you need to block this information. You need to block uh, shows like Freedom Speak because they're spreading misinformation and disinformation. So you need to take them off your platform. I don't know how I have not been taken off Facebook. I really don't. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really shocked by that. I'm thinking I'm maybe not doing a good enough job here. Our, our watcher, Josie, says, I hate the saying, the new normal. Don't call something normal that is not normal by any means. I completely agree with you on that, Josie. The political elite, both Republicans and the socialists, don't care of inalienable rights. You're right. They don't, they don't, they don't, care, about, they don't care about that. And, you know, people like Donald Trump, they're a threat because Donald Trump is not in it for the money. And these people... As soon as they get into office, somebody talks to them, and they say, okay, you're going to play ball with us, and if you play ball with us, in just a few years, you'll be a millionaire, and you'll be able to buy multiple mansions. Look at the Obamas. They didn't have any money before he was president, and somehow now they own multiple multi-million-dollar homes. Even the bartender. A little even, bartender. Even the bartender, she's starting to do pretty good, too, mm-hmm. you know? Multi-millions. I don't think she has that much yet, but, I, you know, but I think she's going to get there, mm-hmm. you know? She's working hard at it. Yeah, she is. But, so these people become millionaires, and they promote wars in Ukraine. They want to keep it going forever because they're making money off military contracts. Uh, the contractors that make the weapons are making money. The politicians are making money because they're promoting the wars and they're getting kickbacks from these big corporations that are making all the weapons. So 
They don't care how many Ukrainians die. Do you think that the Democrats actually do care? Do you think anybody in our government, with the exception of a few that are speaking out, care about dead Ukrainians? Do you really think they care about dead? No, they don't. Not at all. No. Otherwise, this war would have been over a long time ago. So this CISA agency, I uh, found an interesting article here in which uh, it's by American Free News Network about the weaponization of CISA. And they talk about this. The weaponization of CISA, how a cybersecurity agency colluded with big tech and disinformation partners to censor Americans. And this will be in the show notes, by the way. And, and, you know, guys, if you want to look at the show notes and the links I have for all of this stuff, all you have to do is go to freedomspeaknm.com, and you can, once I upload the, the show, you can download the show notes, and all the all links are there. So it says here, uh, interim staff report of Committee on the Judiciary and Select Com- Subcommittee of the Weaponization of the Federal Government, U.S. House of Representatives, CISA is working with federal partners to mature a whole-of-government approach to curbing alleged misinformation and disinformation. So the government, which we trust so much, they are going to decide what information you get because they are going to deem it misinformation or disinformation. Discussion like this, they do not want this happening. They don't want the free share of information on social media, which is what it was originally designed for, is for sharing information. Just like the press, they are supposed to be trying to do their best to find the truth, not promote a political agenda. But that's what they do. That's all they've been doing lately. Yeah. For what, uh, at least eight years. We now have conservative news, and we have... um, left-wing news, which is socialist fascist news, in my opinion. But what about just real news? What about news that is the truth? It says here, CISA considered the creation of an anti-misinformation rapid response team capable of physically deploying across the United States. I wonder what that would look like. <laughs> like armed men with bodyguards uh, and, and that, AR-15s aiming at you? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the FBI goon squad shows up at our studio, they they bust our door down with a battering ram, and then they come in here and arrest us all and handcuff us, and, and, and you know they put us in shackles, and they, and they have the news agency out in the parking lot waiting for us so they can drag us all out and humiliate us. Mm-hmm. It's something like – some would that be the rapid response, pe- response team? They couldn't put it any clearer. That, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. says here, CISA moved its censorship operation to a CISA-funded nonprofit after CISA and the Biden administration were sued in federal court, implicitly admitting that its censorship activities are unconstitutional. So that's what they do now, okay? So when they get busted – Okay, by an honest court, which there still are a few of them, thank goodness, in this country. When they get busted for violating our constitutional or our constitutionally protected rights, then what they do is they farm it out to an NGO or a a non-government organization and let them do the dirty work. And then the government can say, oh, I had nothing to do with that. That's that. That's that's them doing that. Just like them saying, "Well, you know, we we can't help what YouTube is doing or Facebook is doing with censoring free speech." Well, that's them. They're a private company. They're allowed to do that. And you could make the argument that yes, they do have the right to do that. Okay, as a private company. Edward Snowden worked for an NGO. Yeah. Think about that. Okay. So here's a guy that the government has no ties to. Yet, how bad do they want that dude? Oh, yeah. And how much access did he have to government information? So you're the ones blurring the lines, government, not us. You know, we think ultimately Edward Snowden worked for you, but you've got this little plausible deniability stuff going where you've got seven different layers between you and Edward Snowden, and you can say, oh, no, it's an NGO. You know, That's right. We can't do anything about it, you know. I wanted to share this with you on safe and effective COVID, okay? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dr. Peter McCullough. Oh, yeah. But Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist, okay? And I can't find the the 
the tweet that he said, as a cardiologist, my greatest fear of the vaccinations that I took is myocarditis. Okay, but I can't find that one. Instead, I'm going to tell you what he said just recently, three days ago. Dr. McCullough, the COVID shot uh, directly killed more Americans than COVID itself. 540 a thousand Americans, 18,000 VAERS deaths times at underreporting factor of 30 died directly from COVID-19 injections, according to Dr. McCullough's estimates. The CDC says that approximately 1.2 million Americans have died from COVID-19, but those numbers are highly inflated, contends Dr. McCullough. When there's an analysis of did they really primarily die of COVID, the answer is it's about 10% of that. So it's roughly 120 thousand Americans died directly of COVID. 540,000 vaccine deaths versus 120,000 COVID deaths. The cure was worse than the disease. Yeah. Yeah. There, and, and there's this, a bunch uh, of misinformation from one of the most respected cardiologists in the world. Right, but they've tried to uh, discredit that guy them. as a tin, pot, uh, tin, tin hat foil uh, a conspiracy theorist. Too bad that yeah. his evidence and his data refute him being a tin pot, whatever. Yeah. Crackpot. So they go on here to say CISA wanted to use the same CISA-funded nonprofit as its mouthpiece to avoid the appearance of government propaganda. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Safe and effective. Members of CISA's advisory committee agonized that it was only a matter of time before someone realizes we exist and starts asking about our work. (laughs) Do you know what I call the collusion of big business and government? I call that fascism. Fascism. Exactly. That might even be the definition of fascism. That's exactly what it is. Okay, so... Let me tell you a little bit about some stuff. Oh, we're running out of time. Okay. So when that person with a mask tells you that you're a fascist, <laughs> yeah. can you help me out? Yeah, it's like, I'm wearing a mask and you have to wear a mask too. Oh, who's the fascist here? Really? And, and do you realize that when you order other people, the authoritarian in you orders other people to wear masks and to take shots, somebody's making money off of that. That's right. I just right. don't don't forget that freebie lefties, you know, hippies, uh, people of peace. Okay, so what I want to do in the last segment of the show is I want to finish off. I want to give you some examples of some studies that have been done to counter this safe and effective narrative that the government is pushing on you. Okay, through these these complying. Uh, social media platforms and news agencies that are in the bag and they're probably getting payoffs from Big Pharma and everything too. Um, and then I want to talk about uh, cooking with bugs. That's, I was hoping to that's avoid a new that conversation. Oh, no, we're oh not going to avoid that one. Yuck. I'm looking forward to that one. We'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. <laughs> Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, 
shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. final segment of freedom speak with becca marie and stella we're gonna get to the bugs we're gonna get to the bugs i can't avoid it yeah stella don't want to do that it's like no stella gotta do that i hate bugs by the way eric michael says that soylent green is people it is i saw that movie yeah Charles Heston, some of our food now labeled bioengineered food ingredients, which is bugs, worms, and most chips have by this by non-GMO labeled food. They're crickets, lots of crickets. Yeah, it's 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 organic crickets though. <laughs> At least it's organic bugs. No, I'm not the one. Right? No. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about uh, how the uh, how the they say these things are safe and effective. Okay, I'm just going to go through several articles which I've collected based to, based on some actual studies. Nearly one in three COVID nineteen vaccine recipients suffered neurological side effects based on the study. Okay, but it's safe and effective, right? Mm-hmm. Safe and effective. Uh, even though one in three COVID-19 vaccine recipients suffered neurological side effects. I know people that have nearly died. Almost a third of individuals who received a COVID-19 vaccine suffered from neurological complications, including tremors, insomnia, and muscle spasms, according to a recent study published in the journal Vaccines. 
The study analyzed 19,096 people who received COVID-19 vaccines in Italy in July of 2021, out of which 15,000 368 had taken the Pfizer vaccine, 2,077 had taken the Moderna version, and 1,651 took the AstraZeneca version. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Okay. I have lots more. Here's a good one for, uh, for expectant mothers. MRNA detected in breast milk after COVID-19 vaccine can be passed on to infants, based on a new study. So does that mean they don't need the shot? Yeah, right. Yeah, because you're giving it to them, whether they want it or not. You're just transferring them spike proteins into your babies. For, for parents that, that gave this poison to their babies, shame on you. I'm just going to keep saying that. I've said that before. I'm going to keep on saying this. Shame on you for being stupid. Yes. Eric says graphene oxide and shots. That is also, that information has also been available. Matter of fact, a majority of the stuff that's in the shot is actually graphene oxide. Why would that be in there? Oh, remember people becoming magnetic? They tried to de- say that was debunked, but actually, no, that was actually true. People were magnetic. It be- they became magnetic, and they became magnetic in other places other than just the location where they received the jab, which tells you that the, li- the lie that they said, oh, well, it, only- it doesn't go out throughout your body. Bullcrap. It goes throughout your body. Okay? Let's move on. Another example I have here. FDA refuses to say when it found safety signal for seizures and COVID vaccines in children. Oh, but we got to give it to them children that are as 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 young as six six months uh, six months old six months old yeah six months old I think, and they have a picture on this article. It's on the Epoch Times of a woman holding her child that is probably screaming and yelling and crying while they're jabbing her with this poison in her arms. Shame on you! You're a terrible mother. What can I say? U.S. drug regulators are refusing to say when they first identified a possible link between seizures and COVID-19 vaccines in children. By the way, nobody has been able to verify a single COVID-related death of a healthy child. I heard that just the other day. Nobody has ever been able to prove that this nonsense was ever true. Children were never at risk. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, on August 15th, or sorry, October 15th, reported in a blueprint paper that it detected a safety signal for seizures slash convulsions in children aged 2 to 4 following Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination and in children aged 2 to 5 following Moderna COVID-19 vaccination. Now, so, social media, you can you can censor me and cancel me if you want to. I'm simply reading information from actual scientific papers. We're stating facts. I'm stating facts right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. Just the facts. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else we got here? Oh, here we go. Here's an article. They, they've also tried to convince everybody that these shots weren't mandated for some people. Yeah. Mandated. They had a choice. They had a choice. They yeah. they could have they could have gotten fired. They could have gotten fired. My my wife's uh, employer, uh, local hospital, was giving people about three days to come up with their medical or religious exemption. And I know that several Native Americans. My wife is full blooded Native American. Tried to use their Native American heritage as a religious exemption, and it did not work. I said, let's try for a religious exemption. And I wrote these words down on her form. And she was 24 hours later, she was exempted. So I just wanted to share these words that I wrote or that I should, that I wrote on hers. It was, and that no man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of this name. She got approved in 24 hours. Wow. Well, you know, I've been saying all along that the stuff that has happened over the past few years is simply is a 
precursor to the Mark of the Beast. I, I, I've been saying that all along, and we found out that most people in this world are willing to roll over and give in mm-hmm. with a minimal amount of coercion. So just imagine when the actual mark comes along and the coercion is going to be really, really intense. They'll be standing in line. They'll be standing in line. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. give me my mark, you know. Well, I don't know what the mark's going to be. It could be a chip in your hand. It could be a injection with some kind of... DNA marker or something. It could be a 666 on your forehead. I don't know. But whatever it is, they'll all roll over and take it. Mm-hmm. They'll all roll over and take it. This article here says U.S. government pays two more people injured by COVID-19 vaccines. Did you see the horrendous amount they paid them, though? Yeah. $4,000. Yeah. Yeah, we've ruined your life. We've we've destroyed your maybe destroyed your uh, your uh, ability to ability to fight off any kind of disease in the mm-hmm. future. You might die of a heart attack that maybe you wouldn't have died from other otherwise. But here's your four thousand dollars. Here's your four thousand dollars. Both experience myocarditis or heart inflammation. Does any of you guys want to have that? I really don't. Mm-mm. I don't want anything funky happening with my heart. I don't want my heart swelling up. <laughs> you know how can that be good for you? It can't. How can they, you know, don't you think that that would have an effect on your potential long life? I was expecting like some serious lawsuits coming out of here and serious money being paid out. But there uh, needs to be. To date, there's only like four people, I think that article said, that have gotten somewhere between 4000 and 4300 They should be getting millions. At least. But how about all, these four people can't be the only ones that have been affected. There has to be more than the four, and they're only paying for one person received four thousand one hundred and eighty-three dollars, and the other received four thousand nine hundred and thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Says here the uh, U.S. government has paid two more people who were injured by COVID nineteen vaccines as it faces the prospect of being forced by a court to improve a program for victims. Uh, y- yeah. Everybody that was coerced into taking the poison shot was a victim. The U.S. Health Resources and Services Administration, another government agency like we need another one of those, which runs the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program, wow, issued the payments to two people who suffered heart inflammation after COVID-19 vaccination. You know, the thing is, and I talked about this early on, all of this was a violation of the Nuremberg Code. You know, a whole bunch of Nazis got executed and went to prison for this sort of stuff during World War II, after World War II. And so, therefore, they came up with the Nuremberg Code. And one of them on there is that you can't be, uh, you know, you can't recommend a vaccination for a disease which already has uh, treatments that can be used. <clears throat> and the treatments existed all along. Like the ivermectin. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. But no, you know, uh, hydroxy, you know uh, hydroxychloroquine's dangerous. Yet people have been taking it on a regular basis for, many, for decades. And in the ivermectin, they condemned you. You're not a horse and you're not a cow. That's right. Stop it. That's right. Just stop it. That, this, is what the, this is what the FDA was putting out there. And then the FDA is, is claiming that, oh, well, no, we didn't. We, you know, we never tried to force this on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Where was it? Seems like I had another video. Did I have another video for that? It was pretty darn good. I don't know. Well, there's a several. Like I saw like 12 articles where they all were proven uh, dangerous. The vaccines were dangerous. They were not FDA approved. And now out of nowhere, well, now they have been approved. And even with this new uh, uh, COVID uh uh, vac- um, the COVID that's spreading the new COVID, uh, they're saying that the new vaccine or the old vaccine is not going to help it in any way. It's not any good. Well, then why did they make everyone take the first injections and all the boosters? But now they're saying there's a new one coming out, a new serum coming out. It's more dangerous than the first. So it's horrifying. Uh, the six foot, uh, uh, six feet apart is going to go back into effect. Probably the masks and, you know. Like I said, it's election year. It's time to keep everybody apart. <clears throat> okay, so I want to play uh, part of this part of this video from Roman on Epic Times, and where he's talking about how the FDA um, 
finally they're they're giving in about the truth. Uh, this is really really good. Let me I'm gonna I'm gonna run this here and let's see here. This, if you guys are watching this, you'll get to see the video too. This right here is what's known as ivermectin. It is the anti-parasitic medicine that was, at least prior to the year 2020, seen by most of the world as essentially a medical miracle. In fact, ivermectin, it was referred to by the UNESCO World Science Report as a, quote, critical component of one of the most triumphant public health campaigns ever waged in the developing world. Now, that is obviously very high praise. However, as you likely know, since the onset of the COVID pandemic, Ivermectin has become something of a third rail topic, something that is completely taboo to discuss openly. Over the past three years, if you talked about it on mainstream media, you will be labeled as a conspiracy theorist as well as a purveyor of medical misinformation. If you mentioned it on social media, you would either be shadow banned or your account would actually be suspended. And if you were a doctor Still prescribing happening. it to your patients, well, you face the real prospect of having your medical license put into jeopardy. That is how third rail this topic became. And one of the main reasons for why this topic became so taboo was because of the rhetoric that was coming out of America's alphabet agencies. The NIH, as well as their affiliated health agencies, the CDC and the FDA, they have all, in one loud, uniform voice, recommended people against using ivermectin as a potential treatment for COVID-19, going so far as to say that it's dangerous and potentially even deadly to take the drug. Again, despite the fact that for many years now, the FDA had approved ivermectin for broad use in humans to treat parasitic infections. But beginning in the year 2021, they began to publicly label this drug as something only fit for horses and not fit for human consumption. Here's in fact what they wrote in a very, very famous marketing tweet. Quote, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Now, funny enough, and we discussed this in greater depth in a previous episode, if you actually clicked on the website that the FDA linked in that particular social media post, you're taken to this page here. It's titled, Why You Should Not Use Ivermectin to Treat or Prevent COVID-19. And funny enough, that page, it actually includes a hyperlink to a bunch of clinical trials, half of which, if you look through them, they ironically say that ivermectin is effective at treating COVID. Regardless, even outside of the clinical trials that were linked to by the FDA itself, there is a growing body of research showing that for one, ivermectin is potentially an essential treatment for COVID. And that secondly, the reason that it was strongly repelled and discounted by the government was so that they can maintain their emergency use authorization status for the mRNA-based vaccines. However, setting all that- Violation of the for the moment, Nuremberg Code. I wanted to go back to that marketing tweet from the FDA that was posted on Twitter, the one that said this, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, seriously y'all, stop it. That particular tweet, as well as the general guidance that was coming down regarding ivermectin, it led three American doctors to file a large federal lawsuit against the FDA for interfering with their use of ivermectin as a treatment for COVID. Specifically, this lawsuit that you can see up on your screen was filed on behalf of three doctors, each of whom were disciplined after they dared to prescribe human-grade ivermectin to their patients. Now, we here at the Epic Times, we had the opportunity to speak with one of the lawyers representing these doctors, and here's what he told us about this case. Quote, the FDA had violated well-established law that allows doctors to prescribe an FDA-approved drug as an off-label treatment. Ivermectin was no different. It was approved by the FDA in 1966. Congress recognized the importance of letting doctors be doctors and expressly prohibited the FDA from interfering with the practice of medicine. That is exactly what the FDA has done time and time again throughout this pandemic, assuming authority it doesn't have and trying to insert itself into the medical decisions of Americans everywhere. Now, the three doctors in this particular case are representative of many doctors across the nation. You have Dr. Paul Merrick of Virginia, who was suspended by the Centara Norfolk General Hospital for prescribing ivermectin as a COVID treatment. You have Dr. Mary One Bowden of, of Texas, right there. who was suspended mm -hmm. from the Houston Medical Hospital. And then you have Dr. Robert Apter of Arizona, who was under investigation by both the Washington Medical Commission, as well as the Arizona Medical Board, again, for prescribing ivermectin to his patients. These three doctors, they collectively sued the FDA for overstepping their authority and also in ignoring the emerging science when they were putting out all those public statements. Now, this case of theirs, it was filed about a year ago in 2022, in the middle part of 2022. And since then, the FDA has been forced to make many interesting admissions in the court of law. That's because, as you might know, regardless of what kind of well-spun hyperbole you might say out in public, in a court of law, under penalty of perjury, 
you do need to tell the truth, meaning you need to tell the truth or you will face actual criminal consequences. And so with that in mind, the lawyers representing the FDA began to backtrack on the FDA's own statements. And they began to make the argument to the court that the FDA's guidance for people to quote unquote, stop taking ivermectin was not really guidance at all. It was just an informal recommendation, sort of like what you would tell a friend over a beer at the bar. Here's specifically what one of the lawyers who is representing the FDA said during a hearing in front of the judge, quote, the cited statements were not directives. They were not mandatory. They were recommendations. They said what parties should do. They said, for example, why you should not take ivermectin to treat COVID-19. They did not say you may not do it. You must not do it. They did not say it's prohibited or it's unlawful. They also did not say that doctors may not prescribe ivermectin. They use informal language. That is true. It's conversational, but not mandatory. Then, just four days ago, in front of a U.S. Court of Appeals, another lawyer, also representing the FDA, made an even more stark remark, something that perhaps if you heard it one or two or three years ago would have perhaps made your eyes pop out. This FDA lawyer stated that doctors are absolutely free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID anywhere in America. Here's specifically the statement that was made during oral arguments in front of the judge. Quote, the FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors do have the authority to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID. Fascinating. Now, during these oral arguments, the lawyers representing the three doctors, they push back against the FDA, saying that despite what the lawyer is saying today, back then, during the actual pandemic time, the FDA was unlawfully interfering with their practice of medicine. Here's specifically what the lawyers representing the three doctors said during oral arguments, quote, the fundamental issue in this case is straightforward. After the FDA approves the human drug for sale, does it then have the authority to interfere with how that drug is used within the doctor-patient relationship? The answer is no. And indeed, as evidence of this interference, the lawyer cited that for the longest time, the FDA has maintained an FAQ page over on their website where it says this, quote, question, should I take ivermectin to prevent or treat COVID-19? Answer, no. Then when she was asked about this, the lawyer representing the FDA said that the FDA did not purport to require anyone to do anything or to prohibit anyone from doing anything. To which the judge in the case, she responded by saying this, quote, what about when the FDA said, no, stop it? Why isn't that a command? If you were in English class, they would say that was a command. Can you answer the question, please? Is that a command? Stop it. To which the FDA's lawyer, in perfect lawyer fashion, responded by saying this. Oops. <laughs> oh, come on. I want to hear that part. Share its informational article. Those statements do not rise to the level of a command. The statements don't prohibit doctors from prescribing ivermectin to treat COVID or for any other purpose. The FDA, along with the statements, said that people should consult their healthcare providers about COVID-19 treatments and that they could take medicine if it was prescribed by the provider. The FDA is clearly acknowledging that doctors have the authority to prescribe human ivermectin to treat COVID. So they are not interfering with the authority of doctors to prescribe drugs or to practice medicine. That is, if nothing else, a great answer. Regardless, the main issue in question in this particular case is whether what the FDA was putting out crossed the line. Because according to federal law, the FDA is allowed to provide information to the public, but they're not allowed to provide medical advice, which is exactly what the three doctors are arguing took place. So, okay, so this is what I've been saying all along. It's like people were talking about during the scamdemic, during the highest scamdemic, they were talking about how how well, you know, the FDA, you know, they, they got a mandate out there and doctors were having their licenses threatened. Uh, pharmacists were refusing to fill prescriptions, actual prescriptions by doctors. They were refusing to fill them. Uh, people were threatened. Uh, they were putting out these messages that, oh, well, ivermectin is horse dewormer, which is absolute nonsense. And a lot of the media was just running with it and just repeating all of this garbage. Even uh, one of the bigger uh, uh, radio stations in town, the, the idiots uh, there uh, were, talk were calling it dewormer. You know? So... Well, this we've, is, we've got a lot of idiots on the air. <laughs> so there, YouTube, did you hear that? <clears throat> yeah, screw tube. That's what I call it. So anyway, so... The point I'm making here is that we've been lied to over and over and over again the past three years. I've been trying to tell you this from day one, but now the evidence is actually coming out, and these people are trying to backpedal on this, and they're trying to act like, oh, well, we never, we never meant that. Oh, well, that, oh, you just misunderstood that, 
right? Yeah, because now they're open for lawsuits. Yeah. Big a time. lot of people need to be sued guys, out of existence. Do you guys remember when the vaccine first came out and OSHA had a stance on it? Yes. And the stance was that if you mandate this as an employer, which you have the right to do, um, that if they suffer any adverse reaction from said vaccination or shot, that that was now a workplace incident and it would be reported as such. Six months of getting pounded, uh, OSHA changed its stance. But initially, that was their stance. And so I, I remember telling everybody when, when I was reading these, these you know, uh, documents coming out from uh, OSHA, I remember telling everybody, the litigation landscape is being laid. And this is going to be the biggest lawsuit you've ever seen in your life. And it's going to continue forever people should be prosecuted for crimes against humanity and uh, fauci should be one of the first ones well you know one of the founding members of wef's son said exactly that uh prince hamajidi um who was his father was one of the founding members and didn't know uh honestly much about klaus schwab and is now the father and the son are calling out the wef as you know the genocidal organization that it is and um but yeah if you guys haven't seen that video this is a very credible prince of i can't remember is it qatar um jordan maybe um but this guy's a prince and he's calling out the wef and bill gates and he's saying these people he's mad that he got the shots (laughs) i I think if you got the shot and you're trying to say you didn't know you're just yeah yeah so let's finish out the show with our, our talk about uh about tyson foods Apparently, Tyson, a major U.S. producer of beef, pork, and chicken, is betting on protein that comes from insects. The meat processor said on Tuesday that it has invested in Protex, a Netherlands-based insect ingredients maker. Tyson is not only taking a minority stake in the company, but is working alongside it to build a U.S. factory. Ooh, okay. So I got a really fun little video here. This guy talks about cooking with bugs, and I thought I would finish off the show with this today. Here, we got to see. This is this, this too good. Stella hates it. It made me run. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Okay, forget the. Shocker, it's not in English. It's an advertisement. Okay, hold on. We got to get rid of the advertisement. He tries to make everything sound so delicious. Yeah, 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 I know. It's like, okay, come on. I I don't want the advertisement. Here we go. His kitchen in Brooklyn, Chef Joseph Yoon has an unusual array of ingredients at his disposal. This is a really good one. Manchurian scorpions. Mmm, yum. <laughs> Mealworm powder. This is uh, cricket dust. Cricket dust. Manduka sex He's dust. got like a wide variety of these things. All these there colorful are over different bugs. 2,000 types of edible insects with wildly different flavor profiles, textures, and functionality. That alone is a chef's playground. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. A cold sesame noodles with the amazing cicadas, one of my all-time favorite insects, if not my favorite insect. <laughs> As a self-styled edible insect ambassador, the chef believes these can be a nutritious and tasty addition to our diet. From cicadas to scorpions. And they add so much really neat color to the palate to too. edible insects around the world one dish at a time. We don't have an understanding of how to integrate insect protein into our food. And so that's what I'm trying to do is be able to present people with this wonderful cornucopia of flavors, textures, and ideas (laughs) of how to cook with edible insects. The livestock industry generates... Oh, we're out of town, people. I would love to continue on with that. But but anyway, so, you know... (laughs) Yuck. <laughs> Bugs are coming to a restaurant near you. Don't be bugging. That's right. <laughs> so everybody, 
Send us your comments and questions to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can check out the replays of any of our shows. Make sure to join us on our live stream every Friday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, if you can, on uh, Rumble is my preferred place. They believe in freedom. Also, X is also good, too. I stream on X, too. Check out our Facebook page. Um, if you want to catch a podcast, you can get that from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes, as well as a number of other platforms that I'm finding out there. And if you're watching us on whatever platform you're watching us on, make sure you follow, like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we're weak. Together, we're strong. It's time for us to all stand up. Open your eyes. Reject division. Tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate. Hell no, we won't comply. We We are are the the resistance. resistance.